When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lola Pop presents the Lola Pops Off about K-Drama Awards 2023. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off about dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome everyone to my end of the year wrap up and the closing of season three. I am so happy to be bringing you this time that I set aside for myself, honestly, to remember and reminisce about the year in K-dramas. This is my third year hosting this award ceremony, and each year, the amount of K-dramas that I must rummage through is getting uncontrollable, but it's always a fun time for me. I love it, I promise you, I really do. So here are the results of all my rummaging through the K-dramas of this year. And I do have to disclose that I was a little confused about what dramas I really wanted to count as dramas in 2023 when they technically started in December of 2022. But I decided to include a few that ended in January and that I didn't mention at all last year. So forgive me if the kind of timeline's a little off. But I must say that this year in K-dramas was a year for me where I completely pushed myself out of my K-drama comfort zone and I tried genres and tropes that I usually wouldn't. And I've been saying this all year, but doing that really afforded me some amazing K-drama experiences this year. This episode, I think, I believe, would be a little bit of a shorter one because I thought I would try to refrain from chatting too much since that would just probably lead to too much rambling and I did that all year. <laughs> so I did come better prepared um, with this episode. And I also want to let you know that if you're listening, I actually recommend you watch this episode because as always, at the end of the year, I include a video component to this episode so you can watch as you listen on Spotify. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with the first category, Best K-Drama OST. And the Best K-Drama OST category is for songs that I loved outside of the drama. First up, Halo by Yerem Song from Perfect Marriage Revenge. Next, I Miss You by Jung Se-Rin from The Kidnapping Day. Next, History and Mystery by Ra'el from Miraculous Brothers. Next, 
Secret by Yellow from See You in My 19th Life. Bird by Jay Wee from Agency. Play by Mommy Sun and Xion from Duty After School. Let Me Go by Gemma from Oasis. Flower by Roy Kim from Call It Love. And the award for best K-drama OST goes to Bird by Dewi from Agency. This song was actually in my top five songs on my Spotify rap this year. So that should tell you how much I love this song from Agency. I like this version and the instrumental. Now for the next category, which is Most Underrated K-Drama of 2023. And this category is for dramas I truly believe too many people missed out on and more shahithas as a call to go watch them all. First up, Call It Love, starring Lee Sung Kyung and Kim Young Kwang. This drama was my quiet time in a hectic week, and I missed it immensely after it finished airing. Hit the Spot, starring An Hee Yun and Park Sun Ho. This drama was unexpectedly raunchy beyond K-drama standards, and yet it was still witty and charming. How did they do that? Next, Lies Hidden in My Garden, starring Kim Tae-hee and M. G. Young. This short drama based off of a novel with its stunning cinematography had me on the edge of my seat with its twists and turns. Job well done. Next, Strangers Again, starring Kang Sora and Jang Sung Jo. This drama was my only soiree with access to lovers again trope that did not disappoint me. The Kidnapping Day, starring Yuna and Yoon Kae Sung. This drama you will definitely hear me talk about again in this ceremony, but even if everyone in the world watched this drama, I would still believe that more people should watch this drama. <laughs> Next, The Matchmakers, starring Rowoon and Cho Yi Hyun. 
I don't know what spell Rowoon casted over this historical comedy drama to make me fall in love with it, but he did. And I believe others should know what he did. And the winner for most underrated K-drama of 2023 is Strangers Again. And this is because out of all of these dramas, I feel like I had less people to talk about with this one. <laughs> and I believe that this one was doing something different with a very common trope. And that alone, I think, deserves more recognition. Not to mention, it was just a wonderfully crafted drama. The writing was superb. Now on to our next category, most hilarious K-drama of 2023. And this category, funnily enough, <laughs> contains dramas that I actually laughed at more than I laughed with. But hey, they were funny to me. <laughs> First, Hit the Spot, starring Che Roy and Woo Hee. Now, this drama is a real sex comedy in every sense of the genre. Comedic scenarios at the expense of sexy times that were still smart and fun. Next is Durian's Affair, starring Pak Chu Mi and Yi Da Yun. I believe this drama was a comedy at times, but if not, I, well, that surprises me, but I couldn't help myself but laugh at the absurd happenings in this drama. It took me a minute to get what was going on in the beginning, but when I did, I was laughing and enjoying it. Next, The Escape of the Seven, starring Wang Jung Um and Um Ki Jun. Just Mok Jung greatness. Need I say more? This was one for the books, folks. Trust me. And last, The Tale of the Nine Tailed, 1938, starring Yi Dong Wook and Kim So Yun. Where did this hilarity come from in the second season of this drama? Every character had such a comedic tinge to them that kept you laughing with them as you fought alongside them. And it was just so much fun. And it was slapstick at times, but with all the heart to back it up. And so the award for most hilarious drama of the year goes to The Escape of the Seven. This drama isn't even finished. There's a season two, I believe, or a part two, whatever. But I must admit that I wondered all throughout watching this drama, how did the actors themselves make it through any of their lines? <laughs> the things this drama had the characters doing were beyond ridiculous. And yet that just added to the fun of this Mok Jung experience. I didn't know I needed such a funny and entertaining Mok Jung this year, but I did. All right. Our next category is biggest K-drama disappointment of 2023. Now this category is where my most overrated category kind of disappeared into, but also this is just where I typically put dramas that I hyped up only for them to let me down. And first on that list definitely is Island, starring Kim Nam Gil and Yi Da Hee. It started so strong, what can I say? Yes, it had all the potential, but it was such a big, let down. Next, See You in My 19th Life, starring Shin Hae Sung and Ah Bo Hun. I know this one was beloved by many, and there were so many lovely aspects to this one, 
but the story, the plot wasn't there. It just, it wasn't there by the end. Next, uh, my dearest, starring Nam Kung Min and uh, Jin, another fan favorite, but I could not fall in love with this drama and the lead couple, no matter what happened in their story. I really, really tried. I'm serious. I'm telling you, I really did. All right, up next, The Worst of Evil, Ji Chang Wook and We Ha Jun. I know, you just, you do not want me to start with this one again. I have nothing more to say about this drama. Just check out my entire episode on it because I said everything I needed to say there. Trust me, <laughs> you don't want to hear me go on now. <laughs> and last but not least, the Killing Vote, starring Park Hae-in and Park Sung-woo. And this was the longest running drama of the year, coming in at 12 episodes. Yeah, this drama lasted half of the year. That's enough to say about that one. And the winner for Biggest K-Drama Disappointment of 2023 for me is island and that's because the first part of island i loved i ranted and raved about that first part and i was just so excited about its hollywood-esque production and its anime-esque story only to get to part two and it all crashed and burned so disappointing so so disappointing okay let's move on now to the next category which is Best Actor of 2023. And this is actually a new category for my end of the year awards, but I thought it would be very fitting with the amount of amazing performances I watched this year. So first up on that list is definitely Che Jong-hyup, who was in both Unlock My Boss and Castaway Diva. And I am starting to believe that he can do no wrong in any role that he picks. I promise you, every time he is in something, his role shines. Even if the drama is not shining, he always does. So super happy with him this year. And uh, next I have, I know, surprise, I have Che Min Sheik from Big Bet. Yes, I had to give credit to this OG actor who while in this K-drama this year, reminded me why he is a great. Oh my gosh, so good in Big Bet. Next, we have my dearest Nam Kung Min. <laughs> Even if he couldn't make me fall in love with this drama, I still stand beside him and his acting each and every time. He never, never disappoints. And in the same vein, I have next The Worst of Evils, Ji Chang Wook, my Wookie. I said multiple times about him while discussing the worst of evil. He outshined and outperformed the character he was given. And only the best actors have that to worry about when they're getting picking a role. And they got to think about that. Am I going to be better than the character that they've given me? And in this case, he definitely was. And then we have Arthdaw Chronicles, the Sword of Araman, Yi Jung-gi. I mean, I'm going to be honest, Song Joon-ki, who? I promise you, Arthdaw Chronicles was written for Joon-ki and I was just so, so impressed. So impressed. And last, I have up Call It Loves and Evil, 
Kim Young Kwong. He gave me two different characters this year. I mean, complete opposites of one another. And each one was done to perfection. You gotta give it to him this year. I was so impressed by his performances in those two dramas. And so the winner for best K-drama actor is the worst of evils, Ji Chang Wook. He never lets me down when it comes to his performances. And with the level of frustration I had with The Worst of Evil this year, his acting was what saw me through to the end of that drama. Even though this drama was supposed to be his return to action, it still wasn't good enough for his abilities. He could do so much more and so much uh, better had they gave him something to work with. And it just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. But his acting and his abilities to perform were always there. They're always there. So love him to pieces, despite me sometimes being very dissatisfied with some of his dramas. He is always going to be on top, no matter what. Okay, now let's go to our next category, which only makes sense, um, which is Best Actress of 2023. And again, new category. But of course, if I did this for my male actors, I got to do this for my um, actresses. And I had some that totally blew me out of the water this year. First up, hands down, The Glories, Lies Hidden in My Garden, and Killing Votes, M.G. Young. When I tell you, she gave me three dramas this year and some of the best performances of her career, if you ask me. I am such a fangirl of her. I have been since the first drama I ever watched with her. Amazing. Next, E. Bo Young from Agency. A great, a goddess in acting will never not be amazing. And this performance was no exception. Next, Kim Tae-ri from The Revenant, or from Revenant, and she's another goat to me, had me watch my first horror K-drama in years with Revenant, and her playing a girl possessed was mesmerizing, surprisingly. (laughs) And next, this might be a surprise to some of you guys, I have Song of the Bandits, E. Ho Jung. I was the most surprised by her this year. I feel like half the reason I watched this drama was just to see how she would perform in it. And can I just say, she did so well. And she was gun to in and she was playing this kind of, you know, bandit girl. And it was just so good. It was such a good job. Job well done. Next I have Yuna from The Kidnapping Day. And what do I even say? If you know me, you know I've been impressed by Yuna since last year. And must I say, she is only getting better. Only getting better. Last but not least, of course, we have Huang Jung-um from The Escape of the Seven, another greatest of all time actress. Her dramatics in The Escape of the Seven was some of the best moments in that drama. She's so good at the dramatic performance that giving her the opportunity to push the dramatics over the edge was just a show-stopping performance for her. And the winner now for Best K-Drama Actress of 2023 is The Kidnapping Days, Yuna. Everybody watch out. A new great is on our hands. This young actress is one 
to be reckoned with already. She stood so tall as the lead of her drama, The Kidnapping Day, and acted her tail off alongside such veteran actors. Her talent is immense. And I am so grateful that she was even given such an opportunity to front a drama on her own. So now I believe everyone knows she's that girl. Oh, love her, love her, love her. All right, next category, best K-drama couple of 2023. Now, this was actually a difficult category for me this year because my enjoyment of K-drama this year just wasn't rooted in romantic stories at all. So finding the best couple was a little challenging, but I do have a couple on my list. And first up, I have Perfect Marriage Revenge, So Do Gook and Ha Yi Ju, played by Sung Ho and Jung Yu Min. He was playing a doting and supportive husband for a wife who was literally fighting for her life in many ways. And that was enough for me to fall for these two. Next, Tell the Nine Tailed, 1938, Irang and Jung Yo Hee, played by Kim Bum and Woo Hyung Jin. My have Gumio and Mermaid Couple meant the world to me in this drama. And I don't know where Irang would have been without her in that drama. Ugh, love them. Next, we have Durian's Affair, Kim So Jo and Dong Dong Myung, played by Lee Dong Yun and Yu Jung Ho. These two were my couple that just felt like they could never be until they were at the very, very end. But I really wished I saw more of their story in this drama because it, they were just so adorable together. So that was a shame. Next, I have Movings, Yi Mi Hyung and Kim Do Shik, played by Han Hyo Ju and Jo In Sung. These two playing a couple was just a dream come true for me. So much so that they were the reason I even started moving in the first place. I definitely wasn't excited about this drama until I noticed that these two were going to be in it. I said, hey, whether together or not, I wanted to see them. But when they were in that drama together, they were great. Next, I have Tell Me That You Love Me, Cha Jin Woo and Jung Mo Eun, played by Jung Woo Sung and Shin Hyung Ben. And let's just say, this drama hasn't even ended yet. And here they are in my awards for best couple. <laughs> and lastly, Strong Girl Nam Soon's Gang Nam Soon and Kang Hee Sik, played by Lee Yumi and Ong Sung Woo. One of the easiest couples to ever come about. Their connection and their love story was so simple and easy. And I just ate it up. Now... The winner for best K-drama couple of 2023 for me is Tell Me That You Love Me's Cha Jin Woo and Jung Mo Eun. And yes, they came out of nowhere to be all my other fifth couples this year because they are actual poetry on the screen and they have my heart in their just little hands every time. They simply look at each other. And that says all that I need to hear about those two. So there's that. They get it. Haven't even finished the drama this year yet. Haven't even finished it. And they win 
They win, they win, they win. All right, next category best chemistry of 2023. And this category, as you may know, is different from best couple because it's really for the actors in our dramas and how good they are together on screen and even sometimes off screen. And um, so this is one of my fave categories, honestly. But first up, we have Unlock My Boss. And I'm going to say the entire cast. (laughs) Yes, I said it. They were all amazing. Everyone in this drama. I mean, um, our actors who played his mom and his dad, Park Sung-wung, who was a phone, Kim Sung-oh, who was a gangster with the heart of gold. Just everyone. They were so good together on screen. And then I have next... Secret Romantic Guest House. And I want to say our four main leads, Shin Ye-un, Ro Eun, Jung Gung-ju, and Kang Hoon. These four, uh, I think I will say this, because I've said this before uh, this year, all of them must act together again. When I tell you I love them all together on screen, they were the best part of that drama by far. Next, I have Call It Love, and I have Lee Sang-kyung and Kim Young-kwang. And I think they kind of cheated <laughs> because they are known to be good friends outside of acting, and it really showed in this drama. They are obviously so well-fitted together. And to be honest, I think they should consider being more than friends, <laughs> if you ask me, <laughs> which no one did. Um, next up, Tell of the Nine Tail. 1938, Kim Bum and Lee Dong-wook, my favorite brothers on screen, period. Kim Bum plays the little brother figure oh so well, but Lee Dong-wook as his young is just mwah, chef's kiss. Next, I have, you guys are going to beat me up for this, my dearest Nam Kung Min and Lee Chung Ah. Yep. I was the idiot who felt more for these two in this drama than I did the main couple. Yep. Yep. These two are my weakness. I love them in anything and everything they've ever been together. And they should not have done this to me by putting them in this drama together. They should not have done it. It was torturous. It really was. Um, But last but not least in this category, I have The Kidnapping Days, Yuna and Yoon K. Sung. Talk about a father and daughter duo on screen that could only be played that way if there is such an amazing rapport between the actors and it definitely showed. So let's get to the winner for best chemistry. And I have to give it to Secret Romantic Guest House's main leads, our four main leads. And to be honest, I really could have gave it to any of these nominees, but there is something about the fact that I really want to see all of those actors together again in some way. I don't care what combination. They seemed like they all liked each other and that they were just evenly matched. No one outshined anyone and everyone held their own. Such a great group on screen. Okay, now let's move on to best K-drama character of 2020. And if you know me, you know how important character is for me. And I believe to be the thing that really grabs me in any drama that I'm watching. So let's check out some of my favorites from this year. First up, and yep, The Kidnapping Day, Che Roy He, played by Yuna. Yep, she's back. 
a child genius character with all the attitude in the world, but with the simple, youthful yearning to just be loved and protected. That was Rohi. Next, we have Duty After School's E. Chun Ho, played by Shin Young Soo. And that was a character that just left a huge hole in the drama after he left us. His character's absence was really felt all the way to the very end of that drama. And that to me is such an impressive thing to do with a character. Next, we have Tale of the Nine-Tailed, 1938's E. Rong, played by Kim Bum. Can a returning character in a season two really bring us something new and fresh? Well, if it's E. Rong, maybe, just maybe. Next, we have The Worst of Evil, E. Hei Rang, played by BB. And she was just a homage to the neo-noir queens of Wong Kar Wai. And that's all that needs to be said about her. <laughs> that's it. That's enough for me to love her. Castaway Divas, Kang Bo Gul slash Jung Ki Ho, played by Che Jung Lyop. He was a character that built his entire life around searching and believing in one person while also protecting all that he loves. And it just doesn't get better than that. He was just a, a wonderful character um, as far as like a human being. You know, I wish I could have the dedication and commitment that he had for sure. And next I have The Glories, Ju Yo Jung, played by Lee Do Hyun. I know he was a character shrouded in pain, but also he was quite deranged and yet you still wanted to protect him. <laughs> so he was just such a enigma. And I really love that about his character. And I really believe he had more story for him to tell. And lastly, I have from my dearest, Jung Um, played by Kim Yoon Woo. Now, this character was a character that broke my heart the most this year. He was a tragic character and in every sense of the word. And even the drama didn't think well enough of him to give his story a proper end. And how dare they? Okay, because his character was just my entire heart. I felt so much for him and his character. And it's a shame that... No one else did. <laughs> and so the winner for best K-drama character of 2023 for me is Tell of the Nine-Tailed 1938, E. Rang, played by Kim Bum. And remember when I asked if a returning character can bring something new and fresh to his story in a season two? Yes, yes, a character can. And this was a character who was the best part of it's season one. <laughs> and to get to see his character grow from the grumpy younger brother to this man who was able to believe in himself and trust that he too could protect those he loves. It was also the best part of season two of Tale of the Nine Tale. So I just think with this drama, this character is an absolute highlight for them. So excited to see if they bring him back for season three. <laughs> okay, so now let's move on to the Daesung category, which of course is best K-drama of 2023. 
And this is the category that just sums it all up for me and lets me kind of highlight the dramas that I believe were my absolute favorites. And I think some of them on this list may surprise you and some of them may not. But I do want to say first up, we easily have Duty After School. Duty After School was a drama that after it ended, I remember sitting in silence and I couldn't move for a good five minutes after finishing the drama because I was just so overwhelmed by how much that drama put me through, but in the most amazing way. And it was a drama that surprised me because I never watched sci-fi kind of apocalyptic type stories. That's just not one that I gravitate towards easily. And the fact that I watched the first episode and could not wait to get to the next episodes. And when they had the part one in and I had to wait for part two, I mean, it was torturous. So this was just for me, one of those dramas this year that I tried and I ventured out into, and I was so so happy with it, despite it completely wrecking me by the end of it. So Duty After School, for sure, is one of the best K-dramas of the year for me. Next, I have Hit the Spot. Yes, the sex rom-com that I had no idea was even airing this year until I did. And when I tell you, I did not regret watching a minute of that drama. It was on the shorter side and it was completely, I mean, uncensored in a lot of ways. I mean, things on the screen that I was just like, oh, okay, we're going there. Um, and yet there was something so smart about this drama. And while you're laughing at it, you're also falling head over heels for these characters and their relationships with one another. And you are happy with the decisions that these characters make by the end. No one that you're kind of yelling at or mad at. And it was just a full round drama. And I think they did beautifully with balancing the raunchiness with the amazing character development of each of them, each of our four main leads and their relationships that they ended up building. Beautifully done, wonderfully written. I would highly recommend it if you are of age to watch Hit the Spot, (laughs) but brace yourself. It is raunchy. And next I have Tale of the Nine-Tailed 1938. Does it surprise anyone that this is on my list? Um, I dubbed this one of my favorite dramas of the year the minute I finished it. I was so impressed by the fact that I was not a huge fan of the season one of this drama. And then to get season two and they kind of turned it on its head, they did something completely different with this drama. And it was still horror-esque with some of the elements to it. But because it was rooted in this historical time in Korea, where it's not one that's very funny or lighthearted at all, but yet they found a way of balancing that in this time in Korean history. I had to applaud how well done they did Tell of the Nine Tale 1938. So definitely it was a standout drama for me. I had absolutely zero complaints about this drama. One of the best dramas of the year, hands down. Now, next on my list, I have The Kidnapping Day. 
Again, does this surprise anyone? Absolutely not. I'm for sure. I'm, I'm sure that this does not surprise anyone. I remember watching the first episode of this drama and, and falling head over heels by the end of it. And it was even after I had to stop watching the first episode and kind of take some time before I can gather myself and come back to it um, because it was dealing with the illness of a young child. And so I was originally very apprehensive. But after I came back to it and finished that first episode, this was a drama who was a highlight of my week every week it was airing. I could not wait for each episode. I was impressed by every element from character, from writing, from performances, from the the kind of abnormal storyline of this child genius who's been used as an experiment. And it was just so, so well crafted from beginning to end. Definitely one of the best dramas of this year. And next I have on my list here, Unlock My Boss. Now, this is a drama that I was unsure about putting in this year's awards because it technically started in December and ended in the beginning of January. However, this was a drama that I didn't get started watching until January, I believe. And I remember finishing this drama and thinking, this is the one to beat. (laughs) Yes, I finished Unlock My Boss at the first of the year, at the beginning of the year, and just thought this was one of the most surprising kind of little gems for me to start the new year with. And it was because it was a sci-fi story. Again, this was a year of me trying things outside of my normal kind of comfort zone. And this was definitely a shocker that I loved every minute of every episode. It was a drama filled with so much chemistry between our leads, like I mentioned earlier. And yet it was so smart, given the sci-fi treatment of it. And the performances were so well done. And they had characters that I fell head over heels for. So I just think it was the perfect combination of all the things that I enjoy sandwiched in this sci-fi story. And that just kind of gave it a little cherry on the top. So loved, loved, loved Unlock My Boss. And this next drama is the surprise and the shocker of the category. And it is actually the interest of love. Yes, I know what everyone is thinking. If you are familiar with the interest of love from this year, you were most likely someone who started it and dropped it. And if you aren't familiar at all with the interest of love, you probably don't ever want to start it. Unless you're like me. But this was a drama that I tried my best to kind of forget about in that, oh, it was just a drama that I watched. But no, this drama lingered with me throughout this year. I thought back on this drama quite often this year as a drama that was just completely, like like I said, and when I talked about it in one of my episodes, that it was like I was in this weird 
relationship with it where it was love hate and we fought all the time and it was just not a good time because we were always fighting and then it got to the point where it was like my love for it was so strong that the fighting just made for more excitement <laughs> and then when it ended i just felt like we were finally breaking up and it was a good breakup and that I needed to say goodbye to it because of all the fighting that it put me through. But also, I can't forget about all the love that I had for it as well. And so it was just such a shocking experience of watching a drama this year. I don't think I've watched a drama like this in years or ever, really. It was so weird, the effect that this drama had on me. And I feel like it was that way with others who watched it and actually finished it. Um, I think that you kind of appreciated the turmoil that it put you through, which is so toxic to say, but you really did um, because it just made you feel, you know, you felt so much and who can't um, say that's, you know, something that you like or you enjoy. And I loved it. I really did. And so, yeah, the interest of love, shocking. I know. But the winner for best K-drama of 2023 is, to no one's surprise, The Kidnapping Day. Yes, I had to finally decide to give it to The Kidnapping Day, even though I loved every single one of these dramas in this category, all of them. I love them all. But I had to give it to Kidnapping Day because to me, this was another, and actually uh, quite a few of these were also based off of other like webtoons and also novels and things like that. But I had to give it to the kidnapping day at the end because I honestly believe that this was a drama where there were no faults, no faults. I couldn't find a, a reason to dislike it. I couldn't find a thing that I would say, I wish they didn't do that. I couldn't find and it was flawless to me. It was a flawless drama. It had the ability to keep its kind of tension and the suspense carried through every single episode throughout the entire length of the drama. And to me, that is very difficult to do. It also had some of the most kind of stable and solid round full characters where as you continue to watch them and grow and get to know them, you learned a little something new each step of the way. And it only made you become more and more invested and attached to their stories. And then you had this amazing kind of duo on screen with our two leads and this kind of father-daughter relationship, even though they were technically in this kind of kidnapper scenario. And yet the story was able to not let us forget that we were watching the story about a kidnapper, um, but we also were able to see their relationship as one that was genuine and you couldn't help but respected and appreciated by the end of the drama. And you fell in love with your Rohi character. She was as much as she wasn't a doll um, because she had an attitude and she had a mouth on her and she, you know, she stood up for what she wanted and she was a genius. So you couldn't tell her anything. But at the same time, 
the way that they were still able to allow her character to still be childlike and a young girl and simply still yearn and want for the things that any child deserves was just a difficult thing to do, yet her character was able to do it for me. So yes, my favorite K-drama of the year was The Kidnapping Day. But I have to again say that it was a tight race for all of these, even yes, The Interest of Love, which I know no one else would put in their favorites category but me. But that is the best K-drama of 2023 category. So let's get ready to wrap this episode up with my faves to look forward to in 2024. And this is just a category where I name a few actors that I hope to see in 2024 and I will be looking out for in 2024. And I have a long list this year, a lot longer than I did what the previous um, episodes, previous years. And I'm just going to name them. And if you're watching, you'll see them kind of play out in the screen. So I have Yuna, of course. I have Bay in Hyuk, which is his second year. I always look forward to him. That's my bae. Um, Yo Eun, he was in a lot this year and he is definitely showing that he is one to keep an eye out for. Kim Yoon Woo, I mean, his portrayal in My Dearest was just, I like I said, he still has my heart. Shin Ye Eun, I know she was our villain in the glory this year. And yet she also was able to do so many other different things this year. Um, I believe she's in two other dramas this year and she was still showing her range as an actress. So amazing. E Yun. Yes, I loved her in Duty After School, but I actually really also loved her in um, a movie this year. And I have to say, she's one that I have my eye on for sure. Jung Gunju, yes, <laughs> yes, because he is my dimple king this, this year. He was my dimple king. I definitely will be keeping an eye out for those dimples. And last but not least, Kang Hoon, he really has been surprising me this year. He was in a couple different things this year. And each time I saw him, I was impressed with him. So super excited to see what else he brings me and the new year. So those are my faves to look forward to in 2024. All right. So we've come to the end of my Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas Awards. And I love to use this time to just say my thank yous. I want to say thank you for all the opportunities this podcast has afforded me in 2023. I was able to guest on some of the best and my absolute favorite podcasts this year. And I am so honored to have had those opportunities. I was also able to have guests of my own in the beginning of the year. So thank you to Squash and Tea and Soju. Liliana. I also would like to just say thank you to you all for just listening. Thank you for allowing me another year to ramble and muse about K-dramas. Thank you for joining me as I popped off all this year about the many K-dramas that we watched together. So just again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now I will let you all in on the new plan for season four and 2024. So next season, season four will be a totally different moment for Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas podcast. 
Yes, this will be the season of throwing it back. Yes, you heard me correctly. I will officially, and by officially, I mean make it a point to rewatch older K-dramas and watch K-dramas that I've never seen or skipped for some reason. It is a season dedicated to throwing it back with dramas that I miss, but also with dramas that I may have missed. <laughs> and I am just so excited about that. The other thing to know is that I will still try my best to keep up with new airing dramas, but I probably will not be able to watch the amount of dramas that I watched this year. So there will be no formal initial midpoint or final thoughts episodes. Instead, it will be just throwing it back episodes. And hopefully at the end of the month, I'll be able to do a ramblings and musings episode that sums up whatever current dramas I was able to get to. Now, it's time for me to let you all know, I'll be back to pop off in 2024. And I hope you'll join me. And last but not least, I would like to say thank you to these small screen cinematic masterpieces that I call K-dramas because they definitely mean the world to me. So thank you K-dramas in 2023 for another amazing year. And now I would like to do in K-drama loving memory, Moon Ben. And in K-drama loving memory, Lee Sun Hyung. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>